You're listening to Your Art Friends, Beth Radloff and Andrew Thompson. They're about to have a thoroughly unserious discussion about art. But don't worry, whether you're Da Vinci or Da Worst, there's room on this palette for every color. If this is your first time listening to Creatives Brainstorm, be forewarned, because once you start looking at life like an artist, there's no undo button. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Andrew. And we're, we're your art, your art friends. friends. Should we keep doing that together? I, Does it make you feel nervous to do it together? I don't know. I feel like it's partially quirky because we we never get it in sync. <laughs> we never get it. Guys, what you just heard, if you're listening to the podcast, was... If you're not, you should be. <laughs> we're not talking to them. <laughs> they can't hear us. What you just heard was the raw audio of how Andrew and I do that in the beginning. And what I have to do afterwards is sync it together. So it sounds like we might have been in the same room echoing each other at the same time. So the question that we have for you, listener, is do you like it raw versus edited? (laughs) (laughs) Tweet at us at your art friends. Tell us how raw you want it. We'll provide. <laughs> uh, speaking of raw audio, Andrew got a new chair. I did. I love my new chair. For everybody listening, uh, you've never heard my chair, but it makes a lot of my old chair made a lot of noise. Yeah. So everybody is listening. You have heard his old chair and it squeaked all the time. Every time he had a giggle and he like threw his body back to have a laugh at the sky. Yep. So did the chair. And it's very true now. You could you could do anything. He's wiggling. He's doing so much wiggling. You can't hear nothing. Oh, Leaning it's a dream. Back, nothing. No noise. Mm-mm. And I and it, it's a it's a bisexual chair too. You can sit in it. Real weird. Yeah. I've have you heard like, about that trope? Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah, okay. So like if sorry. if you sit cross legged in a chair, like you're bisexual. <laughs> that's the that's the trope, <laughs> right? Um, which I think is funny because I'm like, well, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we grew up in a generation that was like, if you have your left ear pierced, you're gay. Don't don't let them know how old we are. Shh. Oops. I have a middle part. It's fine. Yeah, you you've assimilated. People are into bucket hats now. Bucket hats are back, bucket Andrew. Hats. And puka shell necklaces. That annoys me because I just figured out how to wear a hat in a way that I you, like it on myself. You can see his hair. It pops yeah. out the front under the brim. Andrew wears dad hats. It's a Mike Shinoda hat. Thank you very much. Is Mike Shinoda a dad? Yeah. There you go. It works on two levels. God damn it. <laughs> you got me. I got you. Sneaky. So bag. yeah, no more, no more sneaky, not sneaky, no more sneaky. squeaky chairs. Yeah. But I, I love this thing. It's so great. And I'm so happy that you bullied me into it because mm-hmm. there was the day... Beth sent me a message after she had been editing the show and asked if she could uh, request a favor from me. And I was like, yeah, sure. What, what is it? What, what, what do you want? What, what do I need to do? Like, do I need to type something up? Do I need to post something to our, our Twitter? And Beth just wrote back, 
please get a new chair. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, I needed a new chair for a very long time because I've been using... How long did you have that chair? I have been using the same chair that I got with my art desk, my very first art desk in eighth grade. I've been using that chair since then. And it's just... How does your back feel? It feels good. I don't think... I didn't have like back issues before. I feel like this is probably like going to save me in the long run because it's probably like mm-hmm. I'm, I, if I'd continued using the other chair, I would probably have back problems in like five years. Right. I don't mean to be a chair elitist. Everybody yum your own chairs. But that, if you're going to sit in a chair all the time like us artists yeah. do, I'm in front of this computer. Yikes. Ten hours a day. It's not yeah. it's not good for my body. So I have to have an ergonomic chair. Yeah. Otherwise, I will fall apart in a couple years because I am older. You're so old. I have an old, I have an old soul and a, and an old um, armpit wrinkles. Have you? I yesterday I was doing that. I was looking at like where my where my body bends. You ever bend your arm? Yes, what? I have bent my arm before. <laughs> What kind of monster walks around throughout their life and never bends their arm? Please tell me, Beth. Educate me. All I wanted to say was that yesterday I was looking at the crook of my arm. And when I extend my arm out, I've got these these like new lines. I've got they're not my armpit. It's my elbow pit. Yeah. What's that part called? I'm pointing at it right now. It's where the IV goes. The joint. I don't know. I got joint wrinkles. It has two lines instead of one. When baby, one line. When 30, two lines. When 60, I might have three lines. Oh, no. I'm like a tree ring. (laughs) (laughs) What are we talking about today, Andrew? We're talking about kind of a fictional world. We're, We're talking about a perfectly curated world, a.k.a. a world built specifically for artists. So what we're going to do is we're going to establish a criteria for what would we like to see and what we think would be great for artists uh, if the world was made for us. We're going to talk about what's working and what could be improved upon IRL. And we're going to build a pure fantasy world. And we're Mm -hmm. just going to go right into fucking outer space with it. No holds bars. Yeah. No holds bar? I don't know. I'm not. No one's holding any bars. I'm excited, though. I'm just so you know, Andrew has done a little bit of prep work for this episode and I'm coming nude. I do not have any thoughts in this brain. Beth is naked. (laughs) 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 That's why she's so obsessed with her arm wrinkles. I've never (laughs) seen him before. I always wear clothes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my body is getting older yes i can see andrew would you would you rather we're playing a game we're doing it we're diving in would you rather have the lights on or off if you knew that the room was full of snakes okay first question how deep are the snakes is this like waist deep in snakes or is this like they're just covering the floor and i have to like step around them kind of thing let's do waist deep in snakes you're in a you're in a ball pit but it's snakes dude you can feel them eyes closed or open and and for the sake of safety 
There aren't any poisonous snakes, right? I don't want you to die. I'm okay. taking all the poisonous snakes out. Okay. So they do bite because snakes. That's fair. Have opinions. And most of them are that they don't want to be touching you. I think I would be fine with the lights on because I don't mind snakes. They've never like scared me or given me the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually in college did a sculpture project for one of my classes where we had to design a character and draw it from like five different angles and then sculpt it. And I still have it downstairs. It's this, it's like a foot long by a foot tall and it's a two headed snake. It's supposed to look like a giant snake, like going through the desert. And then there was going to be a little person like riding it with like ropes around the, each neck of the snake. And then they were just kind of like surfing it basically. But I still that have is, that project That's radical, downstairs. man. Yeah. I didn't know where that story was going to go from like, oh, yeah, standing in a, a lit room full of snakes reminds me of this one time in college. Yeah. Like, what? This one time in college, I was at a party and there were snakes everywhere. There were snakes everywhere. It's a snake party. Well, normally I write these Would You Rather segments and make them custom. Uh, but Andrew can attest to me staring at the computer for a solid 20 minutes, just head empty. Couldn't do it. So I'm at hobbylark.com, which has given me uh, both deep and hard would you rather questions. That one was a hard would you rather question. It was not that hard. <laughs> you should be the one that's writing the deep and the hard would you rather questions. I- Hobby Lark, hit me up, baby. Let's let's collaborate. There we go. Let's get a weird. Potential sponsor, maybe. Potential. I don't. I don't want to say that. <laughs> I don't know nothing about this website besides the first That's Google. That's fair. The one. This one says, "Would you rather smack a puppy or get smacked by your dad in public?" And this is the deep question. I don't want to smack a puppy. Yeah, dad hit me every time. Yeah, my dad's aging. His slap isn't gonna hurt that bad. We can beat up our dads. Yeah. We've hit that age now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice pun. (laughs) I didn't do that intentionally. (laughs) God damn it. So what are our criterias for this perfect little art world? We are artists and we have needs. Yes. And my number one need would be automatic respect. That's a good one. See what I'm saying? You ever walk the streets of the city and and someone looks at you and they go, oh, she's an artist. It's never. With the sneer. That's never happened to you? I don't go into the city. Okay. You ever walked the, the, the rural street and had a cow look at you? No, I go, I don't go anywhere. I do nothing. All right. You ever wa- stood in your bathroom and looked in the mirror and your reflection looked back at you? What are the- mirrors? What? what? Okay. <laughs> you tell me what you do. <laughs> you tell me how your day goes. Damn it. This backfired. I was going to keep asking. Like, I was going to keep saying no to your, your questions and see how okay. long you were going to be able to go. And then this backfired. Now I have to talk. Yes, to I to go back to your first question. Yes, I have experienced. That. He just folded under the pressure. <laughs> I was just being a scam, <laughs> and I was being a bully. <laughs> and that's our dynamic. Anyway, I was just saying, respect. 
someone finds out you're an artist and the first thing they think is, okay, what does that mean? Know what I'm saying? First thing they think is like, oh, so no money? It's artist with finger quotations. Finger quotes, lowercase artist. Yeah. I I want, when someone says, yo, I'm an artist, people to go, that's cool. That's automatically something I do not doubt. Hey, Beth, tell me you're an artist. I'm an art. Hi, Andrew. Nice to meet you. My name is Beth Radloff and I'm an artist. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it is. Why is that cool? I don't have to explain it to you. We live in a society that values it intrinsically. Oh, we do. Okay. That's my criteria. I need, I need that. So that's, I don't know. That's my contribution. That's, that's a good one. Mine is not nearly as serious as that. Um, I just want all chairs to be made so that they're perfectly ergonomic to sit in and draw in. Okay. I'm going to write down uh, Beth's criteria, respect. Andrew's criteria, ergonomic chairs. Just all of them. All. Because I feel like I've sat on many a couch that are not comfortable to draw in. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to say no worries about money, like fair wages across mm-hmm. the board, the, which would like infer the freedom to create the things that you want to create and not feel obligated to create for profit. So a, a, a society that that promotes a profit free creation. Pencil sharpeners. We need pencil sharpeners everywhere. Okay, I'm going to put pencil sharpeners. It should be like a public bathroom, but it's a public pencil sharpener. Ergonomic chairs and pencil sharpeners everywhere. Um, I want like artistic celebrations on every corner. Sometimes there's art districts in cities. And if you go there, people are like dancing in the streets. There's music playing. There's food being given out by the community. Uh, there's like a muralist who's painting on the wall. It's it's in the Heights, the musical in real life. I've seen it before and I want that to be prevalent in so many more spaces, like a celebration of culture. I think one criteria would be that you could never use beige as a color for a wall. That's a legitimately good idea. (laughs) I was, I was expecting something tiny and dumb. I love I love that. I'm uh, I'm moving. Guys, I bought a townhouse. I'm mm-hmm. moving and I'm moving into a neighborhood that for the most part is pretty colorful, except for this one building that all my windows look at. And that building, guess what color it is? Beige. Suck my whole ass. It's beige. I'm so sad about it. I want to see if I can, I don't know, sneak over there one night and do a do a little paint job on it. I probably can't. I shouldn't do that. They'll find out. They'll be like, you can't live here anymore. You defaced your neighbor's home. It's, you know, you just make a petition to change the color of their their building. Yes, please. Get the entire neighborhood to to sign it. Almost any, I was going to say any color. Hue green. That's the one that I don't want. (laughs) I don't want a bright yellow, a puke green. The brightest, the, the brightest pink color of paint that the guy made in response to the dude who made the darkest black who then sold it for way too much 
And some other guy, to be petty, made the brightest pink paint. What is this about? Yeah. I know about the uh, the black paint debacle, but petty pink? Is that what it's called? It should be. Okay, so here it is. Um, I found it. So it says, British artist Stuart Simple uh, created the fluorescent pink paint pigment earlier this year in retaliation to, quote, rotter... Kapoor, buying the exclusive rights to the Vanta black pigment, said to be the blackest shade of black ever created. This pink shade is available to all artists except Kapoor, who is legally banned from purchasing it. Okay, uh, I want to take that energy and slit it, slip it right into our fantasy realm. How much is it going to cost us to buy beige? What? I don't want to buy... What? No, we buy beige and then we say that nobody can use it. Oh! (laughs) I was going the opposite. I'm over here being like, yeah, colors for all. Fuck that guy. And you're over here like, except for beige. (laughs) Everyone can use every other color, but we'll buy beige and we'll be be like, use beige. You owe us like $100 million. Explicitly... Exterior house paint beige. There's a yeah. range of of the sandy brown that mm. is uh, off limits. No more. Our lives cannot have that exterior. If you play Grand Theft Auto Five, if you live in in Los Angeles, then you know exactly what color I'm fucking talking about. So much of the city is that sand sandy butt beige. I feel like that's the same too for Arizona. My grandparents used to have a house in Arizona and we'd go visit them. And Why not the Tuscan the buildings... thing? Like the white, the crisp white with the with the terracotta tile. That's lovely. That's mm-hmm. nice. We stan. But instead, we're just going... Pizza crust? Would you like your walls to look like pizza crust? I would not. That would be such a better name for beige. Just call it pizza crust. Pizza crust. That's how you rebrand beige. Let's do it. So no longer can exteriors of homes be painted beige. And also the color beige is now called pizza crust. Yes. No pizza crust houses. Paint it pink, though. I'm fine with pink. Okay. You can paint the exterior pink because it's going to reflect cool lights into my window. It's going to be like, you know, those prisms and shit. It'd be so good to go take photos in front of. Yes. Call my neighborhood Disneyland because we've got the pink wall. Does your neighborhood also have ridiculously expensive Star Wars themed hotel rooms that you can stay in? I haven't moved there yet, so I can't tell you definitively yes or no. That's fair. Just report back. Here's what I've got on this list here. Okay. Respect, profit-free creation, cultural celebrations on every corner, ergonomic chairs, pencil sharpeners everywhere, and no beige. I think that covers the bases. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. What? So I just got the artist only newsletter. Oh, yeah. But weirdly, it's different this week. It's not the full newsletter. It's just it's just one question. Oh, that's really weird. Are they trying to cut down on paper? It's a. It's in my email. Oh. Andrew, do you get yours on paper? 
Uh, I know some people do get theirs on paper. I think there was a paperless option. I wasn't sure how you were getting yours because I know I've seen you. I always you, do the paperless I'm, option. I know I've seen you uh, crinkle yours and, and pick it up or maybe you just printed yours off <laughs> at home. Fuck me. You're right. I have. <laughs> um, um, sometimes it comes as paper and sometimes it's an uh, it, email. It's weird that the notification sound is electronic when I get the paper one, isn't it? Yuck, yucka. <laughs> It's like those uh, musical <laughs> cards, but it's when you open the envelope. <laughs> it goes, <laughs> it's, it's magic. It's like Harry Potter over here. Ronald Weasley. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, back back to the true thing that I'm holding that's not in my hands and is actually uh, on the computer because it's a notification this time. Yep. It just has one question on it. What's the question? What would you do to better improve the weekly artist newsletter? Ooh. That is a good question. This is a lot of power. Yeah. Because um, I think whatever we do could influence the future of this newsletter. As, as they say in Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. I'm willing to take it on. Okay. So what, do you? what do you think? Yeah. Let's do it. Between our two brains, we should be able to figure it out if we pass the battery back and forth enough. <laughs> yeah, I want more sections. Okay. Because we've always got the inspiration section, which is very helpful. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot more to being an artist than just the inspiration part. What if there was a part, a section to the, the newsletter where maybe, you know, this council of artists who send out this this newsletter, they maybe highlight... Uh, uh, different. They they go around the country, obviously, all the time. So maybe they highlight different coffee shops that they've gone to that are you know really good for drawing, or maybe just highlighting the vibes to look for for a good drawing coffee shop. I'd appreciate that. It's like you got to have exposed brick at that coffee shop. Coffee. Some chill jazz. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh, I'm gonna write that up. Ooh, how to properly clean your brushes so they don't go and splay all different ways. I, you know what? If the newsletter had Ooh, different hairspray for paintbrushes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. My fucking ADHD brain is like so excited about that and I need it to stay where I want it to be. Advanced techniques. If the newsletter could highlight advanced artistic techniques for us. That would be huge for me. That would be good. Sometimes I don't know how to use... Because you're pretty basic. I'm so ba... I'm chungus. I'm chuggy. I'm not chungus. Uh, I, I fucking hate that word. It's such a <laughs> dumb word. Just let people like what they like and move on. <laughs> I'm just here saying that maybe there's a way to use water brush pens that I'm not thinking about. Maybe there's a way for vine charcoal to be more than just a dirty stick. Why did I just go to putting alcohol in the, the brush pens? You know, the ones that you can fill with water? Yeah. I just imagine putting alcohol in it. And it's just... <laughs> I promise that my week hasn't been that bad that I'm thinking about how to smuggle in 
alcohol into an artist function. <laughs> you know what would be a good idea? What? I would love the Traveling Artist Council to tell me how to make money. Okay, okay. They give us inspiration every week, right? That's great. Mm -hmm. And I can make the work, but then where does the work go? How do I make money off of the work? That's what I need from the Artist Only newsletter. That is a good good one. I, I, I think I'm that submitting that. Idea. Yeah, I would definitely do that. That's three. That's that's good. That's pretty good. Wonder and if I, you know what? Anyone who's listening to this, not people who are not listening to this. We've already got over you. you yeah, you're dead to me. Fuck you if you're not listening. <laughs> fuck you. I feel complicated about saying that. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you have an idea to better improve the weekly artist newsletter, tweet at us at your art friends on Twitter, and then we will take your, your suggestions and give them to the artist council. It's because my initials are art. That's why we have this direct connection with them. And I got my foot in the door yep. through like, Andrew. Hey, look at this. Look at this jabroni over here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I threw a peace sign up and I went, oh, hi. Uh, I, hi. Dr I draw. Good. <laughs> okay. So we just talked about what needs to be changed for, you know, the artist newsletter. But what needs to be changed in, in our current world to make, make it more friendly for artists? And what's working? Yeah. Because we're not Debbie Downers. We want to highlight the things that are nice. Yeah, we're not Debbie Downers. We're Oreo Uppers. We're going to do a cookie and a, and a cream and a cookie and a cream and a cookie and a cream. A Debbie Downer is like a Debbie cake. De yeah. Wait, is that a thing? Debbie cakes? Little Debbie is the brand that makes the cakes. Yes, this is what I meant. Why is every word I've ever heard a sea of jimble jambles in my brain. It's just a big word soup up there. And some, my like little uh, claw game frontal lobe reaches down to uh, grab uh. the word. I just want to say <laughs> little Debbie. And I know that little mm -hmm. Debbie make cake. So I grab Debbie and cake and I say, Debbie cake. Is this right? <laughs> and I show it to the world and I say, is this communication? And the world <laughs> says, you're so close, Beth. <laughs> It's like when a little kid runs up to you and says something, and you're just like, uh-huh, and then they uh -huh. turn around and run away, and you're just like, I don't know what the fuck they said. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with what works, what already works. Art stores. Those work great. Ooh. A Blix. Yeah. A Sexton's Art Supply. A, a Universe Sextons of Markers. Art. Yeah, that's my local one. I go, to, I go to Sexton's. You know what it doubles as? <laughs> What is it double as? I don't know. It's, it, I made the joke of it having sex in the thing. Maybe it's got a maybe. What's, ooh, maybe what's it's the got joke? A, maybe it's got a strip club in the back. So what is it double as? Strip club. Nice joke. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I panicked. Um, I just recently went to a stationery shop. Actually, a little Japanese stationery shop. I had a bunch of yeah. pens and markers and erasers and papers and notebooks, coffee cups, all the nice stuff, all the stuff that you wander through an aisle and you go, man, I wish I owned every single thing here. Yeah. And that, mm, it's like a candy store. That's how I feel when I go into a game store that has magic cards. All right. Well, 
We are hosting a podcast about creating an ideal world for artists, not I for know. Magic the I, Gather nerds. I was I was empathizing and saying that yes, I agree. I can relate to your artist desires because I am a magic gatherer. <laughs> I am a magic gatherer. Yes. <laughs> I go out into the wild and forage for magic cards. <laughs> I so for me, one thing that I really like is any like coffee shop or restaurant or bar that has a mural on it. I love mm. going to places that have murals. And I'm a little biased because I live walking distance from a coffee shop that has a giant mural on the side of it. That's very bright and colorful. Murals make everything better. Right. Something about there's like, like, I I hope this doesn't come across as discounting the art of a mural, but there's a novelty to like art that big. That is just really cool. How would that discount the art of a mural? I don't know. I feel like novelty, the word novelty makes it sound like cheap and like you're going to fucking buy it from a gift shop in Florida that it's going to break in a day. That that's why, but there's something about like art. It's, on it's that energizing. Scale. It's exciting. Yeah. It's novelty in the respect of it being something new that you don't see all the time. It's like an art magnifying glass, and you're the tiny ant on the sidewalk, and it's just oh. channeling the inspiration of the sun through it into you and frying you. <laughs> <laughs> when I worked at Reebok, there was one time that I was tasked with designing a poster that could they they said it could potentially be a billboard Mm -hmm. and so i had to make this file big enough that it could fit on a billboard and how do you do that when you're just drawing on a little 22 inch screen uh you nearly kill photoshop because your file is that big oh and and the other thing too is i totally planned i i put my signature in the center because I was like, ah, oh, this is a billboard. My signature is going to be like as big as me. Because <laughs> for everybody listening, I like to hide my initials art in most of my work. So I try to like hide it somewhere in the design. And, and I did it with this design as well. I put it like I put like the A in one color and then the R and the T on a different color. And so it didn't look like a word because it was, like you know, kind of stylized a little bit unless you're colorblind then you can see it so easy yeah jumps right out dogs see it everywhere (laughs) technically dogs aren't colorblind they can see like in shades of blue i don't care i don't care i love a dog i'm just gonna go back to my corner now now i feel mean (laughs) it's true that i don't like the conversation about if dogs are colorblind I, why should I spend time thinking about it? Has nothing to do with me. Because if you were making art for a, I'm not making art for a vet's office. Blue and and yellow. And you don't. When you make art for a vet's office, you're not making art for the dogs. You're making art for the anxious people who want their dogs to survive this vet office visit. Well, what? But but you can do both. You can make nice art that is The relaxing. dog doesn't care about my art. The only time a dog has ever reacted to my artwork was late at night. I had drawn a scary face and I put it on the floor and I walked away and it scared my dog and he barked a lot because he thought it was a real ass human being. 
and I was complimented. That's that's how you know that you're legit is when you fool a dog with your. I fooled a dog into thinking there was a stranger lying on the floor. Uh, Had nothing to do with color. That's value, man. Yeah. I don't care about dogs in their eyes. (laughs) Wow. Hard stance Uh, from Beth B. Rat over here. I like dogs and that they have eyes. Beth hates dogs. That's not what I said, dude. I just said I don't care about their (laughs) eyes, what they see, if it's red or not. That's fair. And you can quote me on that. (laughs) Please, somebody quote, quote, quote Beth on that. I want that to be the thing that you're remembered for. <laughs> That's the quote that somebody picks. So we've mentioned a couple things that work. What about some things that need to be changed? What's messed up? Um, most fonts. Yes. Most signage. Graphic yeah. design on the whole in America. Burn it to the ground and replace it with Adobe fonts. Yeah. Kerning should be taught in elementary school. <laughs> Kerning should be taught in elementary We should. We, uh, the computers are so good, you guys, that kerning should just be automatic. We should just be able to balance out how fonts, even if the designer, like, didn't do it. Even if you went to defont.com and you downloaded some free bullshit and you start typing it out and it's just totally off and wonky. Computers mm-hmm. should be able to be like, hmm, we understand balance. We can rearrange this to be uh, nice. And then people like me don't have to fret anymore. There's something that we're all dealing with in America, and I don't have a word for it. Somebody who's smarter probably does, but here's what it is. I'll describe it. Different tiers of quality. No, it's not even quality. Different tiers of price range are defined by quality graphic design. Bad graphic design often indicates that the things that you purchase there are going to be cheap. Incredible graphic design often indicates that the things that you purchase there are going to be expensive. It, mm-hmm. it, it's the illusion of quality. It suggests that perhaps this, this fancy type says, oh, we care so much about the stuff that we're making that even the packaging of the stuff that we're making is beautiful. Unfortunately, that's not true. And we can spend a ton of money on like advertising and making the fonts look nice, but the, the thing that you bought is hella trash um but what i would love is for there to just be like a universal good font the application so everything just looks nice everything looks clean yeah no more lotto ticket shitty printout word stuff i am i making sense yeah you're you you want to up the bar on packaging and things so that it comes more about the quality of the product rather than the quality of what the, the, you know, it's, what is the saying? The don't judge a book by its cover. Yes. Cause that's currently what happens is like you, you we're look judging at the everything by the cover. Yeah. You look at the thing and you're like, Oh, that looks nice. That looks like it's a quality thing because they're using, you know, they're using recycled paper and then they're using a, Mm-hmm. A, a, a ink on top of it and it's not coated so clearly it must be good for the environment exactly it's not it's not dude you can only easily recycle things that are the number one and the number two like pee and poop like pee and poop <laughs> that's the recycle rules poops and peas and everything else you gotta like 
take the tape off and sort and go put yeah. it in your truck and then drive your truck to the recycling place and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. And they'll be like, we don't either. And then you go home and you have to throw it away anyway. <laughs> yep, exactly that. Would cursive be a thing? I feel like cursive, like. What are you asking me? Like in an art, in a world made for artists, would we even learn how to do cursive? Or we Absolutely, all just, yes. We'd, we'd all just learn how to do calligraphy. Would calligraphy be the new cursive? What's the difference between calligraphy and cursive? Well, cursive is like you'd use a regular ballpoint pen, whereas uh, calligraphy is like you got the little fancy wedge dip pen and ink brush. You dip it in. and Hand done fonts. It, I, yeah, and I it's, am of it's those opinion. people who make those amazing videos where they just do like a perfectly written, yeah. perfectly kerned font with a calligraphy pen, and you just it it blows your mind because they do it. Do you time. hear yourself? You you said the word amazing. You said that it blows your mind. I am yeah. here to say a world created for artists is going to be rife with those kinds of things. Yes, yeah. yes, language will be beautiful. Language not only will be written and spoken beautifully, but it will appear beautifully as well. I do think that calligraphy and cursive have an important place, and they cannot die. We cannot let it die. Well, will will this will this uto- artist utopia also involve Debbie cakes? No, those taste bad. <laughs> I don't care no, about your dog because you're eyesight. just like everything will be beautiful and. Speech will be beautiful, and it made me think of Debbie Debbie Cake. Debbie, Debbie Cakes. Cake. <laughs> I'm not allowed in our utopia. <laughs> I'm probably not either. <laughs> this, is, this is the problem. <laughs> but we don't um, have to worry about it, because it's just a thought experiment. But we're still in real life right now. We're still thinking about parking garages and how those yeah. are ugly and gross. Hey, how do we solve gum on the floor? You ever no gone gum. someplace? No gum. No, no more gum. gum. <laughs> no more gum. Make, ooh, make gum something that you can swallow and eat when you're done. And you not can, something. You know, you can do that. Uh, yeah, but people are always like, oh, you don't do that because it's going to be inside you for seven years. And that's I don't the fucking lie, though. know if that's it's, true. Cause it's, it's not true. Not. It's definitely not true. I'm yeah. here to relieve you of all your gum anxiety. So, so then why don't people just eat their gum at the end instead of spitting it out and I don't, ruining I don't know. somebody's day? It's like the opposite of when you're in the fast food line and you pay for somebody's meal ahead of you. Like spitting your gum out is the, the bad version of that. Did you know it's illegal to pay for somebody else's car? Uh, what is that called? When you park the meter. It's illegal to yeah. feed somebody else's meter. That's... That's so dumb. Why? Tell me why. Because our government likes people who spit out gum, I guess. It's the same energy. They're they're all just people who spit out gum. <laughs> My governor spits out gum on the sidewalk all the time. He, he, he looks behind him, sees people walking, and they're not looking at the ground. And then he just spits his gum out right, right spits there. Spits his gum out. And then they and step then he, in it. Then he laughs. I just, I just want to make sure everybody knows that what I'm talking about is when you look at the asphalt. And there's all these colorful little spots everywhere. When you're looking at the ass and there's spots everywhere. I want to dermatologist that shit and get the gum (laughs) up. Yeah. I feel like one, one, it would be really cool if like in a parking garage or even just like the paved 
walking slash driving things uh, were, what if they all had cool designs painted on them? And what if they were all like, had some sort of coating on them and then the gum just comes right off real easy? Yes. It's like, it's like a Teflon pan. Like, how does it stick to the pan, but nothing sticks to it? (laughs) (laughs) How does it stick to the pan and nothing sticks to it? That's a very good shower thought. Man, oh man. Was the, um, the National Parks Association, is that right? I don't know what the acronym is, but the governmental body that takes care of the national parks mm-hmm. years ago. I think I think I've talked about this on the podcast. podcast. Uh, if I have already, I'm sorry to repeat myself, but I must. But I must. They got together and they were like, you know what? We're going to make the national park signage cool. And so it's this kind of red for now. It's like a retro 1960s, a little bit oblong, has cool fonts. National parks across the United States of America all have a vibe and it's oh, they good. Did the Parks and Rec thing. Because in Parks and Rec, they had to rebrand their logo. And they ended up doing a... You're going ref- to tell everybody the plot of Parks and Rec? Yeah, so Leslie Nope. This is, I hate, is I hate this so much. <laughs> he brings up Family Guy. He brings up The Office. He brings up Park and Rec. He brings up Scrubs. You guys ever watched a TV show? We're making new things here, Andrew. <laughs> So at the beginning of every TV show, there's going to be no! a theme song. They're going to show all the characters. We have one, too. We're doing... Th- Stop talking about other people's... St- oh. <laughs> all I wanted to say is that the National Parks got it right. They have their own signage. The rest of the government needs to be cute, too. Everything needs to be cuter. We talked about it last week, mascots. Yeah. I'm all about bringing mascots in for everything. Absolutely. Put a, put a crying turtle on the highway. Don't put an actual turtle. That seems but like, like a bad place for a crying turtle. He's he's up on the sign. You don't have to hit him with your card. Is there anything else that we need to change in our real lives in order to uh, have a better time of things? Carpeted homes wouldn't have happened. No carpets. Then, then you don't have to worry about cleaning it because it's the hardwood surface or hard floor and you just wipe it off or wait till it dries and scrape it off. and You're good to go. Smart. Uh, This next one, I don't know how this would work because I don't think I'm the one to implement it, but I feel like you could somehow work sex education into figure drawing in a healthy way. (laughs) I was not (laughs) expecting this. (laughs) Again, I'm not the one qualified to come up with how to mix those two things, but I feel like it's possible. Interesting. I don't. My initial response is no. And then I have to check my own prejudice. <laughs> because actually it might be good. <laughs> right? TV would hands down be better. There would be so much more attention to detail. You would have cooler backgrounds. We wouldn't have in Jurassic World where Chris Pratt walks into frame after they find the chunk of stuff. From the dinosaur saying she tore it out because she remembered where it was. We would just fucking know that the dinosaur was smart. I have another opinion about dinosaurs. We think dinosaurs look like these big skeletal fucking wackadoodle things. 
because we've only seen we've only seen the desecrated corpses of the dinosaurs. Yeah, they could have been chonky. Have you ever seen a fucking? Oh my god! Hippo? Could you imagine a chonky dinosaur? That's what they look like. We would be so cute. When you look at corpses, all the skin is stretched over all of the bones, and everything looks like dinosaurs. If you look like at the corpse of a sloth, it's horrifying. But you look at an actual sloth, it's like a cute, fuzzy thing. Dinosaurs probably looked way good. Are you saying that archaeological drawings of what animals that are extinct used to look like mm-hmm. have the same problem that U.S. mascots have? Whoa, dude. <laughs> Whoa. A connection I was not expecting to be made today. Maybe dinosaurs were cuter and we just we're just so obsessed with making them look cool. I don't think we're obsessed with making them look cool. I think we're lacking imagination. Oh, shit. I think we said the desecrated corpse, just paint it with stripes. And then that's what a dinosaur looks like. Nah, put some fat on there. Put some big old fat on there. Have you ever seen an elephant? Andrew, have you ever seen an elephant skeleton? Yes. It's so weird. If you just stretch some paper over the elephant skeleton, what a horrifying looking creature. That's what we did with the dinosaurs. I want to see a ch- I want to see a chubby T-Rex so bad. Now. I'm not a scientist. They look like little birds. I'm just imagining now like a T-Rex in the shape of like one of those funky little like it's basically just a teardrop shape of a bird but like a T-Rex. <laughs> also that would still be terrifying if that was a T-Rex and all of a sudden it's just like um, imagine the the most terrifying scenes from Jurassic Park with the T-Rex where it's like roaring and all like scary, mm-hmm. but replace it with this. And what this is, is basically a very large canary. <laughs> if you add fluff and feathers and poofy so fatty funny. places all over the body, you get a finch, but really big. But can you imagine like something that looks like that? Just like turning the corner and just be like, and then like charging you <laughs> i'd hate it i would i would i would <laughs> be scared to death so the next one is the pads we use to sign our signatures at stores when we like use our credit card uh it's now pressure sensitive so that we can actually like get nice lines <laughs> the calligraphers would appreciate that so much yeah, all the pens have a little chisel tip angle yeah exactly um Lawns wouldn't be a thing because I feel like the average lawn is boring and homogenous and it all, they all look the same. And I feel like if the world were built for artists, people's yards would be overgrown with beautiful flowers and natural plants versus just like perfectly cut, boring ass grass. Love it. Personal expression in, in every little way. Yeah. Um, the phase of off-white computers would have never happened. Oh, my God. Tech, <laughs> tech in general. Tech in general has such a problem. Right now, they're just oversimplifying everything. We're oversimplifying words. We're oversimplifying design. We're in, like, a minimalist oh. aesthetic. App nation. Um, give me patterns. We need some texture. And I bought it dude i was into the minimalist thing for a long time i was like that's Mm -hmm. what that's what i need to be and then a bunch of people were like hey wait a second minimalism is all about like the erasure of culture and i was like oh no 
I'm that kind of white person, aren't I? And so now I have a complicated feeling about minimalism. I'm not trying to make it a thing on everybody. I'm just like, for my own simplicity of my brain, I have to keep things tidy, but not at the expense of culture. Ah! Well, I collect magic cards, so I am not a minimalist. You can collect... Hey, guys, you can have stuff and be a minimalist. It's just about the value of the stuff. (laughs) The last one on the list is that we would still have translucent devices. Yes. Yeah. Because that, that is a thing that I think should have never died. We should always be able to see the insides of our, <laughs> the insides of our devices if we choose to. A translucent phone, a trans, the yeah. Game Boys. Yeah, no, like when uh, the 2DS that Nintendo had a few years yeah. back. When they made they they made a translucent version, there was a red and a blue one. And mm-hmm. at one point, I wanted to play Pokemon again, and so I decided to buy a 2DS. And I spent the like twenty extra dollars to get the dumb translucent one because I was <laughs> like, "You can't give me that option and not expect me to take it." Do you have a Nintendo Switch? I do. Do they have translucent Joy-Cons? Because that would be a whole vibe. Oh, that would be so cool. Nintendo. Nintendo. Listen to us. Give us some money for this idea. We beseech you. Give us money for this. (laughs) Is that what you just said? Nintendo, pay us money for this idea that we want you to do and give to us. Or at least give us, like, free Joy-Cons. Like, like I would... You know what? If they did that, I would be happy if they sent me, like, one set of translucent Joy-Cons. The idea that Nintendo would pay attention to our little show. I don't know. We don't know. Maybe. <laughs> they. Hey, I Googled it. They exist. <gasps> they do? You can get them. Send me that link, please. Oh, I want those. Every color I, you could imagine. I want them so bad. Oh, I might have to go down this rabbit there's hole There's a gradient. Wait, I'm looking at one. It's gradient? a gradient from pink to blue. <gasps> translucent. <gasps> When's your birthday? June 12th. It already happened. Fuck. Why didn't I think of that? <gasps> that brings us to... Why did that take a day? Wittetot. A part of the show where Andrew and I share something that we saw this week that made us say... Why didn't I think of that? So what was your why didn't I think of that? Mine's simple this week. I was perusing the internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody who I've been following pretty closely for a couple weeks. He was my artist recommendation for one of the episodes... Wizard of Barge. Mm -hmm. He promotes other artists who do fun stuff as well. So it's been a great time clicking through his Instagram stories because fun stuff comes up. And when the most recent thing that I saw that made me smile big is a collaboration between Dan Draws and Trap Toys. And they made something called Hip Hop Goats. Greatest of all time, except that they're (laughs) actually goats with rappers faces on their bodies. I love that. <laughs> what we're looking at is similar to obvious plants artwork. It's a piece of cardboard with a like plastic projection and an actual toy packaged on the cardboard and plastic the way that mm-hmm. you would package a toy. And it says hip hop goats and it's got a, a bunch of hip hop stars and, and then and a they, picture of a goat and yeah. the toy itself is a pl- I already said all of this. You understand. The, the graphic is uh, like side view profile shots of a goat and then Four different rappers. 
Trap Toys says, happy birthday, hip-hop. Seems like the perfect time to announce our tribute to four of the greatest rappers to ever do it. Whole, <gasps> oh my god! I just clicked all the way through all of the pictures on Instagram, which I didn't do before. And mm-hmm. if you turn the plastic around, you get the, uh, <laughs> the back of the, of the toy packaging. Oh my god, it's a, a basketball court, but then it has a little goat enclosure. Yeah, That's so you can, like, play adorable. goats. You can play hip hop goats on the I back of your. This is so dumb. I like this so, so dumb, much. But so funny. If you want to see this, you can go to our Twitter. I am definitely sharing this on our Twitter. Yeah, and there will also be a link in the show notes. Similarly, my why didn't I think of that actually came from a toy. Ooh, yesterday I was talking to a group of friends and we were doing this video call because I hadn't talked to them in a while, and I was telling them that I'd gone through Instagram. And I saw this ad that was advertising a translucent colored Jenga. All the pieces were like resin and they were all just like uh, like yellow, but Yo, translucent. And I was like, you're on oh, a translucent so cool. kick. Yeah. And I was like, that is so cool. I want to see how much that is because if that's like 40 bucks, I'm going to fucking buy it because that's awesome. I clicked on it. It was $150. Whoa. And then my friend was like, oh, my God, that's so expensive. The only way I could imagine that would be if it was made out of glass. And then that made my brain go, oh, shit, you just turned Jenga into a high concept art piece because now it's Jenga made of glass where you only get to play one game of Jenga and then it's broken and gone forever. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think I just had an art orgasm. It's right? so oh. right? when they said when they when, when they were like oh like you'd think it would be made out of glass when it was that expensive like mm-hmm. first first off we laughed at it and we were like well you wouldn't want Jenga to be made out of glass you did, and then we you both did, went, break you break down <laughs> but in a world of artists we do want Jenga to be made out of glass what it's does high it risk imply? baby it's a high reward baby. Do you want the experience? Do you the want, one-time are experience? Are you a thrill-seeking like Jenga player? Oh, <laughs> this it's is like a for Polaroid you. photo. Yeah, I'll it's, explain that. It, you only take the one picture, right? If you have your phone, you could take a bunch of pictures, and all the yeah. pictures don't mean shit because you could just keep taking pictures. But a Polaroid—that's one of a kind, baby. They're yeah. high. It's high value because it's low. Did you break? Stakes, demand, service. Wah! The soup! The word soup! I'm digging! I'm digging for the word! Debbie Cakes! Debbie Cakes! Please help me, Debbie! <laughs> scarcity. scarcity! It's scarcity! Yeah. The scarcity of the Polaroid and the scarcity of the amount of times you can play the Jenga game that's made out of glass. Yeah. That is the one-to-one that my brain connected. I should have just stayed silent, but it's a podcast, so I can't. That's that's how podcasts work. I'm so tired. But like, isn't that such a good like high concept art piece where it's like this glass Jenga can only be played once. Dude, your pits would be so sweaty. My pits would be so sweaty. But the big, strong, rich person energy to walk into their home and on their coffee table is a glass Jenga. And then they have what, like 10 more as like backup because clearly it's going to break. <laughs> That's for them to keep as a secret. But if you walk in and you're like, can I play Jenga? And they're like, I mean, 
yes, you can, but there's consequences. And you're like, what? <laughs> it's like saw, but jing. <laughs> if I was watching a, a K drama with like a really, really rich family, they would have a beautiful glass. And I'm, I'm imagining that they're all different colors. And so when the light hits it, it just like fractions out to the wall. And it's, yeah. it's an art piece. Oh my God. Right? It's beautiful. We're illustrators, so like we don't we don't do gallery work. Does this exist? I don't want to Google it. <laughs> yum, yum! You gave me a tasty art treat just then, and I I enjoyed it immensely. You're you're welcome. I'm glad. Um, which speaking of tasty treats, I thought um, you know, given this episode and everything, I thought we should talk about the starving artist. What? Yeah. Let's talk about it. What? You you mean it? Well, like, in a perfect world for artists, none of us would be hungry. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because we would all be making, like, a, a fair amount of money. Um, oh, my God. I, I, no, I just thought we would get, like, a, I thought we would just have this auto subscription that sent snacks to our house. And specifically, there's a snack that I recently discovered that I love. You had me. So I got this new snack the other day, and they're called Wisps. And one, I I already know they are not a good alternative for what they're replacing. You're not good for me. But being diabetic, I'm always looking for... You know, low-carb snacks. I buried the stream. And if I want to have something salty like chips, it's always, you know, I got to count them and then I got to give myself insulin for it. Being diabetic and having a, a, a point of view about, like your point of view would be so interesting about the starving artist thing. Because not only... Let like, me finish talking a- about, let me talk about the snack. It's a really good snack as a I'll, diabetic. I'll let, you, I'll let you stop. I'll let you continue. Sure. So they're called wisps and they are basically chips. So it's just cheese that's baked until it's crunchy and, and, and that's it. And I got Parmesan wisps and they're delicious, but I know they're not good for me because they're just made out of cheese. I'm disassociating. They're really good. You should try them, Beth. I should try what? Wisps. They will make you, they will you will no longer be a starving artist after you have them. I work so hard to not be a starving artist. I work so hard to not only put myself out there as an example of an artist who is able to make ends meet, who is a contributing member of society, who who is, I suppose, <clears throat> dare I say, a role model to to those who are naysayers, to those who think that being an artist is not a reputable job, that's something that's important to me as a person who is publicly on the internet. And you're going to talk to me about wisps. Maybe, you know what you should do to be a better role model for, you know, the next generation? A better role model for the next gen. What should I do to be a better role model for the next generation, Andrew? Well, I think it would be good to show them, you know, what foods you eat so that you're not starving. And so, like, maybe posting photos of those it's on, not on, about on the social food. media. The starving, Andrew, the starving part isn't specifically, open your mind. Well, I don't, it's I about don't know. need. It's about not having enough for anything, not only food, but shelter, 
self-care. But then why do we always say we're starving if we're hungry? It's a turn of phrase. <laughs> no, I only interpret things literally, so. My pits are the wettest they've ever been. <laughs> Hi, I'm Beth, and you know that. But what you might not know is that I'm a Denik Notebook ambassador. So why? Well, back in 2018, my tax man told me I needed a planner, so I just went into an office depot and grabbed a cute one. It was made by a company called Denik, and that started one of the most long-term relationships of my life because I liked that planner so much, I went ahead and bought five of their Stay Flat Notebooks. I signed up for their ambassador program because I was already telling people to buy them. No one asked me to make this ad. I had to look up what they're called, but I just love the classic lay-flat notebooks. They have a Smithsown binding so their spines look tidy on a shelf. They're the perfect A5 size. And most importantly, they do indeed lay flat on your desk, regardless of what page you're turned to. I've never had to fight these to get them to stop creeping closed while I'm writing. And Denik works with and pays a wide range of artists to create illustrations for their velvety soft covers. So, if you're in need of a notebook, planner, or even sketchbooks, head over to Denik.com, that's D-E-N-I-K.com, and enter code BRAD, B-E-R-A-D, at checkout for 15% off your order. That's Denik.com, find your favorite thing there, and then enter code BRAD at checkout for 15% off your order. Thanks! Back to the show. Hey, Beth. Yes, Andrew? Can we we maybe talk about color? Ah, You got so loud. I tricked you. So I know how much you like trivia and how much of an absolute whiz you are when it comes <laughs> damn it i need to get through this i know how much you like trivia and how much of an absolute whiz you are when it comes to knowing things okay. so i decided to make a color trivia game for this week oh shit wow yes me famous trivia master beth all Please. her friends invite her to trivia night because she's such a contributing i can't even get through it because i am uh, in truth worthless as a trivia uh combatant did i know that when i made this decision maybe world would never know but we do start off we do start off easy you say that and my heart jumps into my throat because if i get it wrong <laughs> ooh, oh boy <laughs> now the real question is did i say that just to psych you out it's working <laughs> so question number one why are the primary colors called primary Fucking no, no. <laughs> um, um, um. Because of the cones in our eyes, because we have yellow. Oh, he made a face. We have yellow, well, green. If you're a scientist, blue and magenta, cyan cones in our eyes. That's so. Those are the colors that we scientifically are programmed to see perfectly. I don't know. Okay, okay. Here, I'll give you a follow up. Question hint. What's a question hint? It's a question that kind of gives you a hint and leads you. It's in another the right trivia. Yes. This is a, this is a trivia. I'm, I'm the riddler. 
Okay, so your hint is... is... So I'm wrong, is what I've just found out. Yes. (laughs) There's no way to sugarcoat it. Yes, you're wrong. (laughs) What about the primary colors sets them apart from other colors? You can't make them! You can't make them! You can't make them with other colors! Correct. That is why they're primary colors. Because they cannot be formed by mixing any other colors. Yes. Yes, a thing I knew. Okay, Number two is something that you may very well develop after I traumatize you with trivia questions about color. What is the fear of colors called? Chromophobia. That's pretty close. I'll I'll, I'll give you that one. It's chromophobia. Chromophobia. Yeah. Latin. Number three. What is the science of color called? Chrome. There's two options. So you could get it. So it increases your chances. Um, okay. Chromology. Chromo- That's time. Chromology? No, it's not. That's chronology. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the Latin thing again. Color is chromatic. Ology is the study of chromaticology. Mm. Chromiology. You're, you're, you're close. I figured, um, and then the other one, the science, the other one would be like the, the North American English word for the study of color, which would be like pretty learning. (laughs) So the answers are chromatics or colorimetry. Okay. Which you're not wrong by the assessment of like the North American version of it being like, it's it's like geometry, but color. So it's colorimetry. We're different. We're, We're special. I just found out that Britain and America are the only ones who say library. Everyone else says bibliotech. That's so much cooler. Question number four. Which two colors stimulate hunger? Is it cream? No. Orange? Sort of. Yeller? Yeah, 50%. What what happened? There's two colors. It's not orange, and it's half of yellow. I said, you're close when you said orange, and then when you said yellow, I said, that's 50%. Is it yellow-orange? No, it's yellow and red, because, you know, those... That's orange! Well, it Wait, doesn't say orange. It's the, the question is, which two colors stimulate hunger? And it's red and yellow. And orange doesn't stimulate... Yeah, so red and yellow. That, you know, gives a little insight into why uh, McDonald's branding is red and yellow. I should have thought about that. <laughs> and Doritos. Question number five. And Velveeta. What is the color that we see when we close our eyes? Black. Nope. I just did it. That's what it was. No? Nope. Are you telling me I'm a liar? I'm I'm for sure telling you you're a liar. What is it? Dark brown because of the blood vessels? It's pronounced agengro. How dare you come to my show that is also your show? And invent a word and then no, ask me to know you, what the word is. You can Google it. It is a German word. It's that or brain gray is the brain other gray? way that they, they refer to it. What a North it. American translation of right? It's so boring. 
Girl, I see black. Multiple sources on Google said that's what it's called. It's brain gray. You know what we can do as human beings? We could just say stuff and have other people agree with it, and then it becomes the truth. Oh, you mean like when you swallow chewing gum, it stays in there for seven years? Yeah, that's not true. Yeah. Who did that? Probably Big Gum did that because they were like, we don't want you to swallow this because then you're going to you're not going to eat as much. You're not going to chew as much gum. So we got to tell you, you got to spit it out. Get more gum in there. Make room for the new gum. Yeah. But it can't go in you because you got to be hungry for the gum. Question number six. Last question. Thank God. I'm doing so poorly. (laughs) (laughs) But that makes for comedy, Beth. (laughs) What is the Latin term for rainbow from which the word is derived? Can I do it? It it sounds like rainbow if, if rainbow is derived from it. It sounds like the shape that a rainbow is. Rainbow. That's what that sounds like a rainbow, right? Bow. <laughs> you can close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. And I want you to I want you to just imagine nothing. Imagine a, a clear white nothing. Okay, and now, my eyes are closed. But I've seen brain right, gray. Sh- hey, shut shut up, shut up, shut up. Imagine your sure brain brain gray colored <laughs> nothing. There's nothing there. Ready? Uh-huh. Wow. What did you see? <laughs> I imagined. So when you draw a line in Photoshop and you want it to be smooth and it's somehow just bumpy. <laughs> you saw a bumpy line? I I made I it. imagined a rainbow, but in that shape. <laughs> it's just all wiggly. <laughs> and it doesn't quite make like a perfect arc. It's like... <laughs> How would you... Okay, Mr. <laughs> your arc's not perfect. How would you make? I'll close my eyes as you do. What, what's a rainbow sound like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. I know. I have to finish laughing before. I <laughs> I've, cle- I've cleared my brain. I'm looking at nothing. You're looking at brain gray? Brain gray. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. All right. That was just Owen Wilson. But it's just he appeared in my in my mind's eye from the lower (laughs) left hand corner and then really big. (laughs) I don't know what a rainbow would sound like. I feel like it would just be like sparkle noises and just like that's Neon Cat. (laughs) Yeah, but Neon Cat has a rainbow coming out of the back of it. (laughs) That's fair. It's fair. There's a reason it makes that noise, Beth. <laughs> do, do you want to know what the, the Latin term is, or do you have a guess? I'm going to say Regan Bow. So close. Oh, really? Arcus Pluvius. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear the hope? Did you hear the hope in my voice? I did. I really... <laughs> I wanted to keep it alive as long as I could. I appreciate that. It's fantasy time. Join me yes. in the in the fantasy dome. Doors open. Is that like the Thunderdome, but like 
pink. No, it's nothing like the Thunderdome. It's the Fantasy Dome. Okay. Doors closed. You and me, nothing here. We're in a big gray brain space. Yep. And we're ready to populate this with the absolute dream. An iMac that's touchscreen and has a pin. I would like to know God. (laughs) (laughs) In In a perfect artist's utopia. Here, okay, hmm, do we want to start, like, physical, or do we want to start metaphysical? Do we want to play the same game as before, where you have the high-concept thing, and I have the stupid thing? (laughs) (laughs) Let's just throw paint on the walls, see what sticks. Yeah. Which might be a thing that we do on one corner, all the time. Um, because the, the reason why I ask that, I love to have finished pieces of artwork, Mm-hmm. Sometimes I hate to make the artwork like the process of doing it is so tumultuous because it's it's exciting and you have this great idea and then you start doing it and you start doubting yourself and then halfway through everything looks bad and you're like, what am I doing? My career, my, all I, my choices have led to this moment and then it gets a little bit better. Like the roller coaster of that is so emotional that mm-hmm. I would like it to not be. I would like to just purely enjoy the creation Okay. Question, follow-up question to that. Yeah. Do you think that roller coaster is due to the fact that we as artists have to create and make things to sell, to make money, to make a living? And so those moments of joy while we're working are those moments where we briefly glimpse the pure inspiration side of creating art before we our brains go back to the capitalist side of things. Dude. (laughs) I wasn't expecting us to like snipe the core of that problem. (laughs) All right. Sick. Yeah. Uh, I won't have to worry about that. Then my stupid follow up to my follow up question is, or is it the, the, is, is it the same thing as how the, the, the trope of, oh, you're only funny if you have trauma? Is it the, you're, you're only an artist if you go on that roller coaster while you're creating your art? Hmm. <laughs> I don't want it to be, unless the art is about that roller coaster and you're unsuccessful, like, if you don't have that roller coaster experience while you're making art about the roller coaster experience, then, yeah. then that would be vapid. Yeah. Uh, I don't enjoy that roller coaster experience that much. Yeah. So I would rather just like take capitalism all the way out of here. Everybody's yeah. fed, everybody's clothed, everybody's housed. Like basic human needs met. Good. Delicious. Wonderful. Mm, all that those tasty tasty wisps. All those t- mm, If you say wisps to me one more time, I'll reach through this computer, smack your nose right off your face. Like a such a quick tap. How will my glasses stay on my face then? <laughs> They, you won't have to in our new universe where your eyesight is perfect. Ooh, okay. Oh, is that a thing? There's no yeah. colorblindness? No colorblindness. Or no, um, yeah. Dude, yeah, no red, we can see blind. all the colors. Oh, we can see ultraviolet. Oh, fuck. Ultraviolet. Fuck. Okay. And everything beyond like that. Our game. eyes are bees. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> Imagine that. Is it just like the the... 
the tail end of the bee, so it's just the stinger pointing out of our eyes. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, fucking seeing ultraviolet would be cool as shit. Yeah, it would. That would be so cool. So you I have like, like such a wide range of of you'd have just a week of like just like looking at things and being like, wow. Before I you also, could actually function. I think if we are going from this reality to this new reality and all of a sudden we can see all of these colors, it would be too overwhelming. So I'm going to implement a like a filter option so that you can periodically go back to uh, change your Earth's. screen brightness. Yeah, so you change just, your screen brightness. You just be like, ah, I don't want all the colors. I want like 20 percent. I, I just want all, all the, the colors. colors that I'm used to and I'll kind yeah. of open it up over time. That's fair. Um, or slide the scale so I'm only looking at ultraviolet stuff and beyond, or I'm only looking at cool tones. Who knows? Ooh, another fun one too would be what if like visual art turned into music? Oh, there's like a machine and you can show your art to the machine and the machine yeah. interprets it. Yeah. And it just turns it into a song. And you shut your chubby T Rex and it turns it into <laughs> I don't know, Eye of the Tiger. This is, you know what? This is, fuck those would you rather questions that were attempting to be deep. This is the deep thing. Because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is making me face and question the reasons why I make art in the first place. Uh, And because I live in a very expensive city, I'm kind of programmed to the hustle culture. Even if I don't want to be, I'm Mm -hmm. sort of always thinking about how to game the algorithm. Even if I'm not actually gaming the algorithm i'm always thinking about it right Mm -hmm. um and how to kind of craft my work to to feed a need or provide a service yeah Um, i mean i feel like that's the role of an illustrator in general yeah it is you're you're filling the role and the need of a client you're doing right for them yep and that's what i've built my career doing but now there let's say there are no clients so now that leaves me with just myself and I'm sitting here like, wait, what do I, why do I draw? Why do I make things? When I was younger, I drew because it was a way to connect with other people to like introduce myself to and yeah. be, be seen as, um, I don't know, worth being friends with, I guess. Yeah. I think like that's value. what it would, I think that's what it would return to because you would then, I feel like, visual communication through art would flourish and evolve into something we've never seen. Whoa. Because currently, I don't know, like every so often somebody comes up with a cool new idea of how to storytell and how to, you know, create a a compelling thing to watch and view. But there's part of me that's also like, well, what if we didn't have capitalism? Are we being held back by the fact that, you know, we work for clients and the clients are like, we want this thing that looks like the Avengers, but isn't the Avengers. But like, it's also yeah. a compelling story. Held back like, is interesting because I don't know that it's uh, held backness so much it is, as it is a like thing that is defining the work that is made. And if that mm-hmm. didn't exist, then the work would be made or it would be defined by something else. Yeah. Um, so the impetus, like the, the kind of work that I make isn't necessarily defined by me. It's defined by client needs. Yeah. And so without client needs, what does that definition now become versus yeah. it being, I don't know, limited by, because yeah. there's always going to be limits, even in our fantasy world. Like, but, but, it'll but be important the, to have the limits. limits of the fantasy world is just 
I I feel like it's just communicating. It's just like mm-hmm. the limits know, would be like your own. I suppose your own passions and abilities. Yeah. yeah. I when you're talking about uh, communicating art in a different way, the thing I had a silly image pop into my brain. <laughs> Go for it. What is it? Um. Do you have you seen table pants? Okay, what? Are these pants that go on tables that just cover up the legs? No, they don't cover the tabletop. They just go to right below the tabletop. It's a thing from regular show um, where you put on these pants and the waistband extends out so that you become a table and you're in the (laughs) middle of the table. Yeah. And so I was imagining just this, this kind of electronic. A, a walking Instagram account where mm-hmm. you yourself, uh, when somebody looks at you, they're seeing projections of um, all of the different artwork that you have made or stuff that you want to show, both projected out from your body and also displayed in physical around you mm-hmm. on your table pants. <laughs> so you're just saying <laughs> table pants, but it's a con booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everywhere you walk, just con booth comes You're a with walking you. walking convention booth. Yep. But nobody nobody buys anything because it's all about communication. So you just give people things. Yeah. And you have your um, your share shorts. And so you give your give from your con pants and then you take and put in your share shorts what other people gave you. Okay. Do we share other people's work too? Like... We are, ooh, we are a I think it would be a very expression of the company world. that, well, hear, hear me out. We are uh, expression of the company that we keep, right? We mm-hmm. are defined by the people that we spend our time around. And so maybe w- without the rules of um, our, our monetary system here, it would be cool and fine to like share and display the people that we love's artwork alongside our own, which makes up the image like stay with me with this like human walking around being the con booth and having projections of illustrations all around them and animations whatnot right um you're also incorporating other people's work who you love or who inspire you and so visually dude this is some high brain shit visually (laughs) when somebody looks at you they're looking at all of the visual audio visual influences that make up the stuff Mm -hmm. that you are engaged by I think that would be really cool because it would give people, it would almost be like um, kind of the insight you gain about a person when you find out what their, you know, anagram is or what their personality type is, because it kind of gives you a cheat sheet of how, how that person is who they are and who they are. And And I I bet it would shift and change depending on who's looking at you. So if you're somebody who like really values um, astrology, right, you're probably going to look around at everybody and and see sort of their astrological projection in front of them so mm-hmm. that you get a better read as far as what you, what you want to read from them. Oh, cool. Ooh. Yeah. And so it would be like a, a visual way of, of kind of interpreting somebody's influences, personality, because you could look at the art that influenced them and visuals mm-hmm. that influence them and if, okay if they're a goofy person they might have all these cartoon characters and these light-hearted you know silly situations it's very mm-hmm. or like a typical like silly norman rockwell scene with like the kids running away from the no 
no swimming sign with their clothes and the dog <laughs> in, in, in tail behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You turn around and see a horror lover. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, scary. And they're like, Projected, yeah, I get that covered a lot. in blood. <laughs> but then like in the corner, it's got like a bunch of Care Bear shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like paintings of their grandma. Yeah. That, that's to show that they are, you know, they, they have a, a crunchy exterior, but a soft, soft, soft interior, like a marshmallow rolled in sand. I feel like, too, there would not there wouldn't be in this like art utopia. I've thought about this a lot recently where I feel like because there are so many there are brands and brands sell certain products and specifically yeah. clothes, you end up with this you end up where, you know, you, you go out in public and you see somebody or you see several people who are wearing the same thing as you because it's homogenous and it's, you know, easy. And we go into the store and the store says what looks good together. And we buy the thing that the store says looks good together. And we go home and we wear it. And then added on top of that is like brand, um, elitism. So you Mm -hmm. have people walking around with like Gucci shirts as a way or Supreme shirts as a way to be like, I have more money than you. And here's how, you know, if you know the brand, then you know that this was a, I don't know, $700 shirt. Yeah. I feel like in, in art, artopia, we would have, uh, everybody would have very unique, like cool clothing that like either you made yourself or you like DIY'd with a bunch of other things. Yeah. Class would be, class would be defined by style over money. Like, like a true, um, meritocracy. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, I got shivers. Yeah. Be like, oh, how many patches do you have on your denim jacket? Oh, only two? Hmm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No mean stuff, Andrew. (laughs) I I know. No mean stuff. No mean stuff. Because part of me is like, well, then what happens to all the people who don't have style? And I'm like, I don't want to think about it. This is the fantasy. If it's a world, if it's a world built for artists, we would, one, I believe that in general, the, the overall taste and like everybody's taste would be elevated and, and of you know a certain what? degree. I'm programmed to be like there is a a first place and a last place and everything in between. There doesn't have to be. In the fantasy realm, style doesn't there isn't like the best style and the worst style. It's just yeah. style. Everybody's yeah. got vibes and like you can like you, somebody else's style. If you want to wear a hoodie as pants, go for it. That's cool. Yeah. I wouldn't, though, because the hood will drop down in between your crotch and make you look like you have weird crotch. I, I, it cracks me up. There's uh, Winston Bishop in New Girl wears a hoodie. as Oh, New Gr- Okay, I'm going to add New Girl to the list of shows that we uh, <laughs> explain plots on. I didn't explain the plot. I just said that he wore it. <laughs> like pants. What is that adding? It's what is that adding, context. Andrew? It's just something that you remind you were rem- you remembered. If somebody watches New Girl, and they listen to us. They'll go, "Oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. That's so funny." Uh-huh. That's not what comedy is. Recognizing things is not what comedy is. <laughs> Fair enough. Fucking Ready Player One, ass <laughs> all the way to space. <laughs> Saying lists. Oh. <laughs> 
I'm sure I do it. Like, I'm such a hypocrite. Just over here being like, this is bad, by the way. Fucking like WandaVision, right? I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> See, at this point, it's fun for me to set you off, though, with it. <laughs> I'll keep it in the episode, then. I was going to cut those out, but now, now it's a running bit. Yeah. Now it's a thing I give myself allowance to come down. Before I was like, yes, that's funny. Ha ha. And then I'd move on. Now I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm you done can, with you, it. You have full permission to, to get flustered about it. <laughs> but just know that I'll just sit here and giggle while you're <laughs> ranting. I feel like there's some big obvious things that we're not talking about. People are screaming at the podcast being like, Man, markers, walls of markers everywhere. So you can just grab the wall mark. Well, don't grab the wall. Grab a marker <laughs> off the wall and do a drawing. Or children do- coloring on the wall would not be a bad thing. No, let them do it. Easy preservation of everything you've ever made. Ooh. You know how much you know how much time I would save in my overall lifespan if I didn't have to worry about how to save files or, yeah. or scan shit or archive drawings. Like if I just made it and then it just did something just to, to downloaded it and put it in the cloud for me and I didn't have to worry about it. Don't talk about NFTs. Don't NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just need a personal robot that does all that for me. A personal robot or our world has a kind of magic. You know what? And our world. Yeah, fuck yeah. Has a kind of magic. So you can have a robot that does that. And you can also do magic where like I drew a picture and I don't have the space to store a picture. Let's say your kid draws on the wall, right? And you want clean walls, but you want to preserve the drawing. You can do a magic that takes that and has it be a, th- a physical thing that's outside of the wall. Banksy would not exist in our realm because <laughs> you could just lift his stuff right off of the wall and have like a little piece. And it can go into some kind of cloud thing and you can summon it and put it back on the wall. Whatever. Art can exist anywhere at all times, like Minecraft style. Okay. So hear me out. Okay. In, in the perfect art world. Yeah. Magically, you can never drink your paint water. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like you start to do it and and like there's just this magical invisible wall that like yeah. your, your hand just like, nope. There's a little beep beep. Your it's cups just, go beep beep beep. Don't <laughs> don't do it. It's the it's the the windows it's noise. Open. It's the windows it's- noise. Andrew, it's open. It's open. It's our mascot. Oh, Every time you go hope. to sip a paint water, he he materializes as the cup, and he's like, "Oh, oh. no, oh, oh. That's, oh, stop!" That's how he got his name. That's what he says when you pick him up <laughs> and drink him. He goes, "Oh," and you go, "Oh, goes, I'm oh. sorry, oh." That's the only thing he knows how to say. He's like a Pokemon. He is like a Pokemon. Oh God, I love him so much. Ooh, ooh. How about a magic that? It's it's like the the feature in Photoshop and Procreate where it mirrors it, but it's just magic mm-hmm. that does it. So, so like, you can you draw can just, IRL. You just like snap your fingers and then you start drawing an eye and it just draws the same eye but flipped on the other side. My favorite trick of the trade 
is yeah. to do one of those, right? Draw your yeah. eye and then duplicate it and flip it and put it on the other side. And then I like erase little parts of that eye and I redraw it. So yeah, it kind of looks it. like I drew it two times, but I oh, didn't. Oh, yeah. I've done that. While I worked at Reebok, I got freelance work from the design department there. And they had me do all these UFC fighter t-shirts. And so it was all like Ronda Rousey, like these other guys, because I don't know their names. And <laughs> it was all like the same thing. It was like a face with like two like gloves up, like their little UFC, like punchy gloves. Mm-hmm. And I just started using the same hands and just flipping them and like. Scooching them, flipping stuff. them. Yeah. Warping Cause, them. Because then all I had to do, then all I had to do was draw the face that was visible from behind the gloves. Yeah, and then all of your illustrations are unified, too. No yep. one talks about that. Yep. It's a boon. It's not a cheat, it's a boon. Work smarter, not harder, baby. Everyone works smart in our universe. Everyone knows what the term value means. <laughs> <laughs> I will admit, I definitely... So I did not take any art classes before I went to art school. I had mm-hmm. one... Ape, that's a bald face lie. Uh, I took one AP art class my senior year of of high school. But before that, I didn't take any art classes. And so when I went into college, my fundamentals were truly helpful because the word rendering, I'd never heard before. Yeah. The definition of hue, value, I didn't know. Uh, And so now I lord it over other people because that's the kind of person I am, I guess. (laughs) And now I'm like, everyone knows what value. Guys, um... Here's a gift. Here's a little psychology gift that I'm going to give you. Everybody who complains about anything or has an opinion about anything is talking about themselves always. Yeah. And it's all of us. Everything that we talk about is shit that like we're thinking about having to do with ourselves. And so if I'm going around being like, you know what value means, right? Haha, <laughs> that's really me being like, I know what value means, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thinking about that helps when I see an asshole. I'm like, oh, you're mad at yourself. You don't like the thing that this person is doing because it's a thing that you recognize that you do. Mm -hmm. And it's easier to go after somebody else's faults than it is to recognize our own. And so we do it subconsciously. Very true. And everybody in our universe, everybody knows that. And they treat each other with compassion. Compassion? That's when you campaign for kindness. (laughs) you asshole (laughs) you know when you fall down but then you do like a cool roll (laughs) you have this so ready and And instead of eating shit you do a roll and you pop up and you stand and everyone goes oh it's just that's me it's just like when you just threw out the phrase beth be rap when i was like what would your rap name be (laughs) and you didn't even hesitate still mad at you for that no middle sliders with me. It's either 100% aced it or fell apart and sweated on the floor crying. <laughs> I can't do anything in the middle. I think that's called the human experience. Ooh, bam. I don't like it. <laughs> it's dramatic. It's a dramatic if you, time. If you don't experience those two wildly different things, then I don't believe you. <laughs> if you're not 30% gay, I don't trust you. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Sorry to uh, share an inside joke between Andrew and I with all of you, but now you're in on it too, and it's what you think. Yeah. (laughs) 
we're good if we don't have anything else to add. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty good. This is good. fun, though. I could spend so much more time talking about it. Right? We got real deep there a couple times. Yes. <laughs> Which I wasn't planning on at all. <laughs> like, I didn't write that shit down. just came to me based on what you said. <laughs> and that's that's friendship. That's what friendship is. <laughs> That's goddamn button. <laughs> Do you have an artist that you'd like to share this week? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm real good at segues. <laughs> yes. Haikala. I want to talk to you guys about Haikala. You know about Haikala. She's one of the most popular Instagram artists. She has 1.3 million followers, and you're probably a follower of her already. Damn. My goodness, I love her work. Uh, we have a couple prints of hers here in my home. How would you describe Haikala's work? It is it is Ghibli-esque. It is fantastical, yeah. pleasant, calm scenes um, that are colorful and very nature-oriented. One of the pieces that she did recently that I love is this woman who's walking through seagrass. She's like mm-hmm. underwater walking through seagrass, and there's all of these... Um, light rays that are coming in from above. The whole piece is green and aqua. My, my dumbass looked at this and did not realize it was underwater. That's what I love about it. And then I was like, oh, fuck, those are fish. I'm an idiot. It's a little fantasy yeah. because it is drawn in a way that makes it seem like she's walking through a field of tall grass. But then you start putting things together and you realize that it's underwater. Mm-hmm. It's like a dreamscape. Yeah. It's like candid fantasy. Like Handed fantasy. I feel like you're not walking into a scene in any of these pieces that I'm looking at. None of them look like you're walking into the scene that's supposed to be, you know, the power pose or the... It's not you know, the movie poster. The, it, yeah, it's not the movie poster. It's not that the climax of anything. It is a candid moment of these characters. Yeah. It's an establishing shot. Like, like this character doesn't know that you're there. Mm-hmm. So they're just doing their own thing. Like if I see Beth from across the room, she doesn't know that I see her. Like she could be doing something real silly. Picking my nose. Yeah. Doing that, that right all now. The time when no one's looking. Hey, I, I didn't think you were looking. Joke's on you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, big recommend. We love Haikala. Uh, oh, she's the reason why I draw with acrylic ink. I found out about that medium because of her. And thank you so much. I love working with acrylic ink. And I was already following her, but I'm glad that you've reminded me that I follow her. <laughs> now she'll show up on your Instagram feed more often. Right. Hopefully. I hope so. Every week I share our featured artists on Twitter. So you can go there to check her out and all the other stuff that we talk about. Each episode is going to be on our Twitter, which is at your art friends. And you should tweet at us. Tweet at us like Devin McKernan at A Night Adrift, who said a really kind thing. Devin says, I just wanted to add that the final segment in which you both ruminate on how creative endeavors can feel very lonely really resonated. I've been feeling that a lot lately myself. I love the honesty, the humor and idea behind this. You've got a lifelong fan. And we... We're thrilled. Yeah. It's really fun to make a show that is super goofy and also has moments of like, you know realness yeah because because this does come from a place where we want to connect with each other we're real people we're real people and we see everything i I don't know if you guys i'm like santa claus (laughs) what 
If you tweet at us, if you send us messages, we will read it. And we want to, and we want to share them on the show. So be like Devin, send us messages, and maybe we'll we'll share them here. Yeah, we routinely will take screenshots of things we see and share them with each other. Mm -hmm. And we also share them to Podcast Dad so that he believes that we're doing something worthwhile. I think we're convincing him slowly but surely that this was the right horse to bet on. Yeah. We were the right son to put into a position of power. <laughs> you can also email us at yourartfriendspod at gmail.com. You can find me at Beth B. Red on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch Mondays. And I'm some other day, I'm trying to figure out what my second stream day will be. Every time you listen to the show, it changes. But Mondays, you can always find me. I also have a Patreon. Andrew, what's up? You can find me at Art everywhere. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok are the main three. I also have a Patreon where I make a comic, and I also have a pin club. And yeah, if you're, if you're interested in getting pins and you like collecting enamel pins, definitely check that out. They're big and they're beautiful. Andrew's pins are some of the biggest pins that I own. They're over and two like inches. Oh, that's a big boy. One day I'll make like a four inch pin. We've come to the end of the podcast. Sometimes we were serious and sometimes it was just tomfoolery. Shout out to famed 16th century court jester Tom Fool. What? What? But that's just what you get when two friends who met because of a shared love of making things and a bare ass hang out together. <laughs> if I could summon a burp, I would. <laughs> Can I? Wait. Can you not just burp on command? Did you not, did you not learn that skill? <laughs> Your Art Friends is a More Park Media production. Our music is by Andrew Smith. You can listen to his music on Spotify and iTunes under the name Makeshift Radio. 